<laughs> you know, today I want to I want to share with you. Um, I went. <clears throat> can you turn it down just a little bit? Went out to a celebration today. One of the businesses um, for 18 years they've been looking at the needs of the community and um, those that they could help. They were able to help and. Today we went out there and they had five, five cars out there to give away. And Mike Rose Auto Body had partnered with Enterprise and Winter Chevrolet and it was about 30 different companies. And they had these cars. And they had these incredible stories about people who have gone through life and needed help. And they were there to give them help by giving them vehicles because they didn't have one. Yeah, come on, give God a hand of praise. That's right, and, and the Lord, and I, and I looked at it, you know me, with my spiritual imagination, right? I always be trying to look at things through the eyes of God, and I seen Mike's auto body taking the dents out of cars, and God's using them to take the dents out of communities by helping the dents that are in people's lives. Amen. And one of, one of the recipients was our sister Joanne. So we, so we walked up, my wife and I, we walked up, and I seen these cars covered, and they all, all covered with white sheets, and then they had a red bow on them. And I looked because there were three cars and the next two were SUVs. And I looked and I just got there and I said, this one right here, it was the fourth car, I said, this one right here? I said, this is Joanne's car. She looked at me like, whatever. <laughs> sure enough, when it came to car number four, <laughs> It was Joanne's car and it was an SUV. Now here, now, yeah, yeah, give God a hand of praise. And they opened up the rear of the SUV and it was filled with gifts. And Jess, she fell on the car and she was crying, she just started praising God. And everybody out there was praising God. And right when she thought, oh, this is just enough. Oh, this God is just enough. Oh, God, this is just way too much. Then he said, oh, and by the way, you covered for insurance for the whole year. <laughs> and such a blessing to see the community come together with businesses that are partnering together to make a difference in the lives of people who need help. Amen. Isn't that good? It is awesome. <laughs> and, and I was telling you guys that testimony was going to be happening. I said, don't worry about nothing. God is doing something. Why? This month, I mean, we're teaching about forgiveness. I'm telling you, that, that opens up the door for everything. And um, my wife's friend had called, and she had a kidney transplant, and the kidney failed. 
said, well, you're back on the list. And she was heartbroken. I'm going to just share the testimony. We won't get into, into the word, but I just got to share. And she was talking on Facebook. You know, her kidney don't work, and she's back in the hospital, and she, she's talking to Andrade, and, and, and now on Facebook, and she's talking about some troubles in her life. And I heard her saying, don't worry about that. You got to let all of that go. And she did. And she said something about forgiving the past. She got a call, and there was a kidney. And they, one second, they froze the kidney, and they brought it in. They said, you got to get to the hospital now. This was a, everything just happened like this. We got to get you to the hospital. And, and we're just believing it's going to be a match. If it's not a match, you can go back home. But we just believe in everything is going to work out. And they unfroze it. it. It matched enough. They unfroze it. She went into surgery. And normally, you got to kickstart this kidney. And it takes time for it to start functioning. The doctor said that when they put it in, she started using the restroom. What am I saying? That just don't happen. It just doesn't happen. And that was a miracle working power of God. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Just like that, he can do it. He can do it. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But anyway, it said, don't remember the former things. I am doing a new thing, and it's going to happen suddenly. And God says, whoever receives it can have it. Woo! There must be some sudden blessings needed in here tonight. How many of you believe you got it? Amen. Amen. We just wanted to give God glory. But I want, I'm, we're going to go on and get into this word. We're going to continue teaching on forgiveness. Um, I know sometimes we think we have a choice on forgiving or not forgiving. And truthfully, you really don't. It's just how long it's going to take you to get wise and just mess up and forgive anyway. So forgive, forgiveness is a very, very, very powerful gifting of God. And when we release forgiveness, it changes everything. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the scriptures tonight. But I want to read our scripture uh, of the month. Let's read it together. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Amen. You may be seated. I want I want to I want to say this because, you know, I, I hear so many politics, but I, I sort of want to just say this tonight, um, whether Democratic, Republican, Independent, what, none of that stuff matters. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Last time I checked, God was in charge of everything. Democrat, Republican, man, woman, beast, God's in charge. If God allows it. Who are we to question it? 
How many of you just say, ooh, we are. So look, look at so scripture says, condemn not. So we can't condemn our leaders. Scripture says, condemn not, or what? You'll be condemned. That's for a whole nother time. I just wanted to put it out there. Second uh, <laughs> Chronicles, chapter number seven. As we continue in teaching <clears throat> on forgiving. So God has gifted us to forgive just like he forgives. But the only way that we can forgive is by his spirit. Because it is truly his spirit that is working in us. We do not belong to ourselves anymore. Therefore, when we forgive, that is his power in action. That is God taking action in your life. That is one of his character attributes that is taking over you. And you are no longer in charge. His forgiving power is being released through his spirit. Therefore, when that happens, the atmosphere changes because he's involved in it. When God gets in it, there's nothing better for the situation unless God's in it. God is not in unforgiveness. When you have unforgiveness in your heart, God does not move through there. He will wait for his spirit to have access to the matter. God's spirit will go and clean any mess, no matter how big it is. Amen. Say, I forgive. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens in your life, be ready to forgive. It might hurt, but forgiveness will heal your hurt. Amen? All right. Um, so in, in <clears throat> the appearance of God, when he appeared to Solomon the second time after Solomon had built the temple, um, we get over to verse number 12. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to meander through it. I think there's a few things, a few nuggets that, of truth that need to get out today. It says, <clears throat> then the Lord appeared and the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among the people. God says, when I do whatever I want to do. Then he says, verse 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may, may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. So the Lord is speaking to Solomon in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He says, you no longer belong to yourself. He has purchased you with the blood of his son, you are now a holy temple. Amen. So then it is the same picture that he paints to Solomon. But in Solomon, he's talking about troubles that God, he allows to happen. And then he gives some instructions in verse number 14. And so I want somebody to read verse number 14 because I want that <clears throat> to be highlighted tonight. Somebody read it out loud.
Okay, so he says, he said he'll hear from heaven. He said, then I'll forgive him and then I'll heal him. But the first thing he deals with, he says, if my people, what? Who are what? So now, now there, there are some steps. There are some steps and, and for us to uh, understand that the forgiving power will get released through. And so if you understand, first of all, that you're called by God. See, sometimes we suffer an identity crisis. Uh, based on whatever the situation is, we think that we can be who we want to be whenever we want to be it. But if you're called by God, you are no longer yourself. You belong to who? Mm -hmm. So he said you have to be called by God. Now, are you called of God is the question. So if God called you and you answered the call, then you no longer belong to you. You belong to so then it's not really up to you to decide on who to forgive or what to forgive. It's up to who? God, because you belong to God. And his word says that we are to what? Forgive. So if he has command, see, it's not God commanded us to forgive. In that scripture, he says, forgive and you will be forgiven. So then we, it's a commandment that we must forgive. But sometimes we don't want to forgive and we have problems forgiving. The number one problem forgiving is you have an identity crisis. So God says to Solomon, if my people who are called by my name. So that's the first thing we want to understand is that you were called. So if you could put, if we could turn in our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 8. Somebody get there. Second Timothy one and eight. According to what? And keep going. Yep. Yeah, verse 8. Verse 9. Okay, who has what? And did what? With what? Wait, 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 wait. That means that a, a calling that has set you apart. Apart from what? Apart from flesh. Your flesh and your fleshly mind does no longer rule over you. The call that God made for you, he called you into holiness. He set you apart so that he can move through you. Say, I'm called of God. Okay, so he called you who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to what? But according to what? Okay, so we had it all before time began. God had, pre that's where the scripture predestined. He had already predestined you to be hid. That's why when he called you, you answered. Because many can't hear because they weren't predestined. 
And so because you were predestined, God had chose you a long time ago. Now that you're called into a call, he said, if my people who are called by my name. So then the people who are called by his name should should know that they have to forgive. Instead of waiting for sometimes we get tied up with the world and want to dictate our forgiving based on their action. Well, if they apologize, apologizing isn't even in the Bible. Nowhere does it say, uh, wait for an apology. But the world has taught us to wait for an apology. Or even we'll just watch them and say, well, they, well, they, they don't even look like they're going to correct them. I'm not forgiving them. Well, forgiveness, doesn't, if they continue to do wrong, that's not between um, you and them. That's between them and God. Right? How many times should we forgive them? 490 times. In a day. <laughs> so, so he speaks to Solomon. He said, let me give you some wisdom. Solomon, he said, if my people who are called. Okay. So the first thing that we have to understand is that this isn't up to us anymore. Because you're called to forgive. Right? You are called to let God's purpose be released in your life. People should see God when they look at you. Amen. <clears throat> All right, one more verse. Romans eleven twenty nine. Say I'm called. All right. So sometimes we get we're, we're called of God, and we mess up along the way, and then we think we're no longer called of God because of our mess up. But you cannot outsend great grace. When God called you, he put grace in place to help you. So that when you mess up and can't get up, grace will pick you up. Amen. Say, I'm called. Oh. See, the calls never lose. And the call never quit because quitting is not in you. Grace will make you keep on going. All right. <clears throat> oh. Romans 11, 9. Anybody there? Go ahead. Mercy. 29, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. Once called, always called. Right? There's none of this, well, I don't, I, I don't have enough in me to forgive. You were equipped before you got here with everything as God, as God um, called you. All right, number two. Going back to um, Second Chronicles, verse 14, says, if my people who are called by my name, the second thing, the second thing we, that, that hurts us is pride. Right? So you get stuck in an identity crisis because you start thinking that you're in charge instead of God being in charge. Anybody ever been done wrong before? And it, look, you, look, you look at the situation and you don't want to forgive it because you're focused on you and you got to get out of you. And the way to get out of you is to understand that you were called and you no longer belong to you. The second thing you have to do is you have to Humble 
yourself. James 4 and 10. And somebody get 1 Peter 5 and 6. Okay. James 4 and 10. on the board okay humble yourself where in the sight of the Lord. what's in the sight of God everything so you're not really trying to please people who are you trying to please so it's not about how they feel about you forgiving them it's about how he feels so then humility your humility is unto God when you bow down he steps in when you make it more about him, you give him access to it. And so humility is denying you. It's not about me. So when you humble yourself, that means you make it not about you, that this is about God. And who do you want to please? God. And when you please God, God says he will raise you up. Amen. So no matter how down you are, when you humble yourself, know that the next move is in God's hand and he will raise you up. Have you ever, somebody done you so wrong, you just don't know what to do. The weight is so heavy on you. The Bible says, yeah, let the weight just take you down and just stay there and thank God that he's the God of your salvation. And while you're humbling yourself before him, God says, I'll raise you up. And no matter what anybody or anything that has happened to you, God will raise you up above it. As a matter of fact, when stuff happens in your life, it allows God to show himself to be who he is. He's the God of everything. All right. First Peter 5 and 6, one more verse on humility. Five, six. Therefore, humble yourself where? Under the mighty hand of God. Now, this says it's a little different. This says that under God's mighty hand, knowing that God's hand is mighty enough to pick you up. And when you humble yourself and make it not about you, the, the feelings you're... Our feelings. Your feelings belong to God. They hurt my feelings. I can't deal with this. You're right. You can't deal with this. So humble your little self down and let God deal with this. And after God finished dealing with this, God raises you up. And they said that he may exalt you. When? What does due time mean? His time. How come we always want to put God on our time? <laughs> we always try to put God on our time and our schedule because we have an identity crisis. We do. We belong to him. He does not belong to us. 
And if we trust him to be who he says he is, we already know that whatever's going on in our life, it's going to be better. How many of you believe that? No matter what happens in your life, well, so-and-so did this to me. Well, they only did it to you if you are going to hold on to it. They did it, but it's up to you to take ownership of it. When you forgive them, you release them from what they did so it's no longer on you, it's on them. Let God deal with them. You've released them. Is this helping anybody? The humbling part is the key. Because all of us need to be humbled. And God keeps humbling us. And you get mad at the people, but God says, no, I use them so that I could get you humbled. Because I can't promote you, exalt you, until I get you in a place of humility. All right, the next thing. Say number three. Okay, then he said, humble yourself and what? And pray. Now, here's the thing. You can't pray God get him. That's your prayer. Lord, they deserve this and that. <laughs> That's you again. Identity crisis. You don't belong to you. You belong to God. As a matter of fact, he dwells in you. You're his temple. He was talking to Solomon about the temple Solomon built. But he built you as his temple. You're the New Testament temple. And he lives in you. And so he said, pray. I believe 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Pray without ceasing. That means don't stop praying. Right? So what do you do when somebody has done you wrong? Why can we answer it, but when something happens, we start complaining? Complaining is a direct contradiction from the power of God being released in your life. It breaks the connection between you and God. Prayer brings on the connection between you and God. The, listen, prayer is when you, when, when you have a direct communication with God and you can thank him. Have a thanksgiving prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. That's praise right there. How will it be thy name? When you get right there, that's enough. Because you don't even have to say the rest. When you get connected to God, thy kingdom will come. And thy will will be done. 
on heaven and on earth. Right? On earth as it is in heaven. They will be synchronized, moving together if we would pray the right way. Pray without ceasing. When I was young, he said, read that scripture, pray without ceasing. And, and people say, yeah, you got to pray. And, and they'd be, blah, 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 blah. Well, wait a minute. That's not what it means. Keep your mouth running. To pray, it don't have anything to do with your mouth. A prayer is a meditation from the heart unto God. So you don't even have to speak the prayer. And God heard your prayer before it came out of your mouth. He heard it when it went to your mind. Because God hears everything and he knows everything. So he says, pray. Um, Psalms 91, 15. Okay, let's go. Okay, he shall call upon who? Yeah. So the Lord says he should call upon me. All right? If you call on God, that's the first move. What's the second move? God says, and I will answer the one who is calling upon me. What's the next move? God says, Listen, when you call on me, you can be still because I'm going to answer you and I'm going to be with you in time of trouble. How many of you know sometimes the hurt is so bad, you, it feels like trouble? Right? And sometimes you get in trouble. <clears throat> and then God says, I will, listen, when you call upon me, I'm going to answer you, I'm going to be with you, and I will deliver him and what? Honor. Honor him. That's prayer. Calling on God. He says, I'm a very present help. When? In the time of need. Whatever trouble it is, God says, I'm there with you if you call me. Amen. All right? So we got it. Call Humble, pray. Next, what will we do? Seek, now he says, and seek my face. Now, don't seek his hands. Sometimes we, we pray for the wrong thing. We, we seek for God's hand. God said, listen, you already know what my hands can do. I want you to seek me. I just want you to be in love with me. You know, have you been in a relationship with somebody and all you're trying to do is get them to do stuff for you? That's not a relationship. That's not healthy. Pretty soon they're going to leave you because you're trying to pull everything from them. Right? Stop trying to pull from God and give to God. God said, give me a face-to-face -face relationship so I can look into your eyes and you can look for my eyes. When we begin to seek God, and so Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first 
the kingdom of God. And what will happen? And his what? Righteousness. Then what happens? And then all these things will be added unto you. What things? Everything that you need. If you need help forgiving, will you get it? Yes. All right, we got it. So it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, and then what? And then turn from their wicked ways. Then he speaks to repentance, right? Now get this. Most of the time when somebody do you wrong or something happens wrong, you don't think right. You ever been done wrong before? You didn't think too good of the person that did you wrong, did you? So repentance is necessary. And if you don't, see, repentance speaks to a turn. And if, and here's how you know you repent. If you turn from it, you won't talk about it. If you're still talking about it, maybe you haven't turned from it. Maybe you just said you repent, but there's no true repentance because most of the stuff that's back there, you don't talk about too much, but you talk about the stuff that you can see up ahead. So he's talking about the, the power of forgiveness. You have to have a turn of repentance because that deals with you. And then he says this. Turns from their wicked ways, then he says, then. Right? So we got we got a few steps here. Call, humble, pray, seek, turn. Got it? Five steps. That's called grace. Five steps of grace will get you in position for God to move through you. Watch this. So when he gets there, then he says what? Then you will hear from who? Who do you want to hear from? God. Where does he sit? So do you want to hear from heaven? Right. So then you have to understand that there is a process. If you you can't forgive, then you need to go through the process. If you go through the process, the process will make it mandatory for you to forgive. Not only that, you'll feel good about forgiving. I want to teach you about forgiving because if you're walking around with stuff that you truly haven't forgiven, oh, I said it, but uh, and you still talking about what happened in 1945? There's no forgiveness. Forgiveness releases you. God says when, when all of this culminates, he says you'll hear from heaven. Let me tell you something about the voice of God. When people tell me, well, God told me to do this, but I didn't do it. I happen to not believe God told them. You want to know why? Because every time God spoke in the Bible, whatever he spoke to obeyed him. So you might have been unctioned. The Holy Spirit may have unctioned you to do something, but if God speaks to you, you do it. 
Lazarus was dead for how many days? Four days. He heard a voice from heaven that said, come forth. And the everything dead came to life and came forth because when God speaks, you have to obey. I wanted to give you that because sometimes you will get unctioned. There's a difference from an unction and when God speaks. Because if God speaks to you, you obey him. Everything obeys God. God said, let there be like the sun jumped up there. And it's still there. Why? Because God said so. And when God speaks to you and your situation, because you went through the five steps, heaven will move you. What am I saying? Forgiveness will come out of you. Even if you don't want it to, because you will be under the power of God through the heavenlies. I'm telling you, this word will work if we work it. He says, you will hear from heaven. And then he said, and I will forgive. Now get this. You hear from heaven. Then he says, and I will forgive. Well, he said he will forgive. Where does he dwell? Inside of us. So that when he, we hear from heaven, that he that's in us begins to bring forth forgiveness. Why are you getting this word tonight? Because God is pushing out his forgiving power through you. And there's areas in your life that if you haven't forgiven, the power of God from heaven is coming through you to give you a little help in the areas where you need help tonight. Amen. And now, <laughs> yeah, that's some good news. And then he butters the bread. That was good all by itself. And I told you that miracles come from forgiveness. That's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And when he said that, everything started happening. Now he says to Solomon, he says, and I'm going to forgive. So when heaven comes, when they hear from me, forgiveness is just going to come. Then he says, then I'm going to heal the land. That means healing gets released through forgiveness. Listen, there's healing that's needed in your families, in your workplace. In relationships, God says, I'm waiting on you. Ooh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! If you can forgive, watch me heal. Give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. 